Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. New season. Oh, well, the new show open. And, you know, we've been sprinkling in the other new elements along the way. And uh, just kind of freshening things up. I like this. Yeah. Got some guitar. Can we, hear, like can we hear a little yeah. bit more of it? Or did you already kill yeah, it? Yeah, it keeps going. I mean, it's Listen. almost endless. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. I dig it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Martin. Martin, you you did this, right? You wrote it. You recorded it. Sure. That was all me. Nice. Uh-huh. Good, Good job. job. Yeah. All me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, we had... The wonderful speech from uh, our uniter last night, the uniter president. He's going to bring the country together. And uh, wow, has he done a good job of that or yeah. what? Yeah, he's a pro. He's a pro. Oh, at, man. At finding a common cause to unite us on. Right? <clears throat> uh, he said the word democracy 37 times, I'd like to point out. Oh, good God. 20 minutes. 37 37 minutes. times. And he would wedge it in at awkward moments that's like, all right, what are you doing? We we understand uh-huh. what you're doing here, but it's not it doesn't even flow, man. Yeah. I mean people don't think it's a big deal. Some or many probably. Uh they don't ah, democracy, republic, whatever. It matters. It does, because they're doing this for a reason. This is why they changed the language on us. This is why, you know, they call they don't call abortion abortion, they call it reproductive rights because it changes it it doesn't reproductive rights sounds like yeah well they deserve that yes they should have reproductive rights <laughs> Jeez. same with democracy it is their code word for socialism because they're doing the social democracy ah it's it's agonizing sure is and he is the biggest liar to ever hold the office, which makes this initial uh, clip we have all the more agonizing. <laughs> Here's what he had to this say. This institution, this intimidation, he screwed it up. this violence he screwed it up. against Democrats, Republicans, and nonpartisan officials mm. just doing their jobs mm-hmm. are the consequence of lies told for power and profit. Lies of conspiracy and malice. Lies, Lies repeated over and okay. over. Oh, my God. Generated gosh. a cycle of anger, <laughs> hate, vitriol, and Love even it. violence. Uh huh. Like In the lies moment, he tells over and over. Pause it for yeah. just a second. Like the lie he tells about January 6th all the time that five people were killed that day. No, no, that is not the case. Let's uh let's set Ashley Babbitt aside, who was killed that day by Capitol Police. The rest of them were not killed by anybody. Uh, Sicknick died of natural causes, a couple of strokes, and then I believe two or three other police officers died in the aftermath, committing suicide. Well, how do you attribute that to January sixth? You can't. You don't know that, what, January 6th was just so horrifying they couldn't live anymore? Come on. Come on. So talk about lies. They tell the biggest lies they possibly can over and over and over and over. 
uh, the lies about this election denial stuff. They're the biggest election denialists on earth. They've been doing this since 2000 at least. Every election they lose, they deny every single one. And yeah. we've, we've shown you that. We've proven that. Yeah, and that's one of the things he said last night. You know, find out uh, who's, uh, he said, there's, uh, there's over 300 people on the ballot who are election deniers. What? And, and so, somebody brought up a good 300? point. 300? Yeah, somebody brought up a good point that, uh, mm. yeah, Stacey Abrams is on the is on the ballot. Is on the ballot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, I mean, that, that whole speech was geared, it was a, it was an 11th hour attempt for Joe yes. Biden and the Democratic Party to go, uh, January 6th, remember, election deniers, don't they're, vote for that party. They're trying desperately to throw whatever they can against the wall to save themselves because they know they're in huge trouble. They know there is a red tsunami coming at them, and they're trying everything they can to avoid it, but they can't. They can't avoid it. Anyway, let's hear the rest of this. Ugh. We can What's stand the truth? it. The truth. The very future of our nation depends on it. You wouldn't know the truth if it smacked you in Americans, the face. Mm-hmm. We're facing a defining moment. Mm, that's true. An inflection point. Okay. We must, with one overwhelming unified voice, uh-huh. speak as a country. Yeah, you're right. Say there's no place, no place for, for your hate, intimidation, okay. political violence in America. Sure. Okay, that's fine by me. Uh, I love how now they're so radically opposed to violence. All of a sudden, (laughs) violence is the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Violence is never the answer. Uh, Hmm. Okay, well, uh, I mean, look at this portion of his speech. Uh, He began the speech by drawing a direct connection between January 6th and the storming of the Capitol building and last week's attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband which we're going to delve into later, Hmm. who was bludgeoned with a hammer by a deranged nudist in San Francisco. And he said, we don't settle our differences in America with a riot, a mob. Wait, really? Huh. Hmm. Seems like we do when you're in agreement with the rioters. Yep. The entire summer of 20, was it 2020? Yes, it was. Yes, it was 2020. So, it's, wow, it's been over two years now. Uh, you didn't do a thing about that. No. You never even talk about that. No. City after city was set on fire. And in fact, don't forget <clears throat> when the leftist crowd surrounded the White House and President Trump had to go into the basement. Right. Did the left go, oh my gosh, guys, this is the presidency. This is the people's house. What are you doing? No, they mocked they, Trump for being a coward. Precisely. That, I mean, it's despicable. It's despicable. Oh, well, all of a sudden, riots and mobs are terrible. <clears throat> wow. Okay. I can't. I just, this is <clears throat> hard to hear for a second time. <laughs> it was hard to hear the first time. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, and one a lot thing of to, screaming at the television, <laughs> which is one thing useless, to, of course, because he—I don't think he could hear me. Wait a minute, it's useless. Yeah, I, I do that during every Nebraska <laughs> and Atlanta Falcons <laughs> yeah, game. Well, yeah, I know. You're telling me I've been wasting my time. Okay, so um, Defiant L's, you know, they they do a great job of finding old tweets and stuff like that. But they did a good job this morning where um, they reposted a tweet from January twentieth of twenty twenty two earlier this year. It's just a it's a it's a retweet from USA Today Politics. It says President Joe Biden said Wednesday the 2022 midterm elections 
could easily be illegitimate if Congress does not pass voting rights legislation. <laughs> and then, of course, last night his speech was all right, about... Right, So he's a freaking election denier. <laughs> Precisely. So in other words, he didn't get that legislation, so now, <sighs> by default, he's questioning the results before they happen well, of the midterm. So was Hillary Clinton with that video she did last week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was outrageous. And, and she's been... She's been denying the 2016 election for the last six years. And now she's denying the next election in 2024 before it even happens. She called George Bush an illegitimate president. Right. They all did. (laughs) They all did. So don't give me this election denialist bull crap. He also told us that uh, democracy (laughs) is on the ballot this year. Yeah. Here we go. Recent polls have shown that overwhelming majority of Americans right. believe our democracy at ri- is at risk. That we, our democracy we don't, we don't is under have threat. a democracy, douche. They too see that democracy is on the ballot this year. No, it isn't. And they're deeply concerned about it. Mm, no. So today, I'm not. I appeal Somebody. to all Americans, regardless of party, okay. mm-hmm. to meet this moment of national and generational importance. Okay. We must vote. We must vote. Knowing what's at stake and not just yes, the policy of the moment. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Institutions uh-huh. that have held us together as we sought a more perfect union are also at stake. Uh-huh. We must vote knowing okay. who we have been, what right. we're at risk of becoming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, that's all true. That one I'm fine with uh-huh. uh, because he's right. He just doesn't know why he's exactly, right. Exactly, exactly the point. Yeah. Man. Yep. Uh, this is um, I, I, on social media where you spend a lot of time, right? Oh, yeah. Well, um, that's why they call me Mr. It's like, Twitter, Keith. Yeah. Every time that you uh, open it up, uh, there's always these alerts that don't expect results on election night. That's crazy. Don't just, just. You got to yeah, wait for we, them to count the it's votes. It's going to take us time to steal this election, and we can't do it on election night. Uh-huh. That's why you hear that we've stopped the counting process in the middle of the night, and the next day, yeah. the person you thought was going to win suddenly yeah. is now hundreds of thousands of votes behind. That's how we've always done things in America, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, not always, so- <laughs> but the last couple of times, yeah. <laughs> right. That's yeah. Our, our new tradition. We've we've mm-hmm. we're counting slower now. Yeah. Do you remember? I mean. We always got the the results on election night, Virtu- except yep. for the year 2000, okay? For the presidential election in 2000, obviously, that took a lot longer. But generally speaking, we always get the uh, the results on election night. It's not that hard. You got a bunch of people. You're ready to count. Count them. Yep. And then when you're doing it electronically, there's a machine that counts them for you. It's really not that tough. I I agree 100% with this tweet from Jesse Kelly that says, and by the way, Twitter did not like this tweet. It's been flagged by the community. But it says, pro tip, if your state cannot count every vote on election night, there's cheating in your state. Entire nations Mm -hmm. count their votes on election day. If you can't, it's because you don't want to. (laughs) I agree 100%. I do too. So if you have places like Twitter, which we've learned this week through DHS leaks that there, there was a portal that the government had access to mm-hmm. to stifle speech on social media. 
So if you've got social media constantly telling us, hey, look, you're going to have to wait Tuesday night. We're not going to know the results. And you have this Mm -hmm. speech by the president of the United States who's saying, if you question election results, something's wrong with you and you hate democracy. Yeah, un-American. He said it last night. He literally said that. Un-American. So are, are you still feeling a red tsunami or are you feeling nefariousness going on a week from now? It does make me nervous. It sure as hell does, man. I don't like it, and I am expecting the worst next week. Then, of course, you've got the dichotomy of Biden going after Donald Trump, uh, whom he hates with just such a passion. Uh, but all the while, Asking for unity. We got to be together on this. <laughs> okay. Check this out. The issue couldn't be clearer, in my view. We, the people, must decide whether we'll have fair and free elections. Mm-hmm. And every vote counts. We, the people, must decide whether we're going to sustain a republic where reality is accepted. He actually said the republic. The law is wow. obeyed. Yeah. Wow. One time, one time. And your vote is truly sacred. Mm-hmm. We, the people, must decide whether the rule of law will prevail, whether we will allow the dark forces to thirst, that thirst for power. It's just just to thrust, to thirst, thirst, thirst. You know, American democracy is under attack because American democracy is under attack. Former president of the United States refuses to accept the results oh, of the 2020 election. Give me a break. If he refuses to accept the will of the people. He refuses to accept the fact that he lost. He has abused his power and put the loyalty to himself before loyalty to the Constitution. He's made a big lie, an article of faith in the MAGA Republican Party, the minority of that party. The great irony about the 220 election is that uh, the, it's two, the most attacked election in our history. That's the year. Yeah. It was back in 220. Yeah, it was the 220 election. Oh, wow. Biden that was versus Trump. Like 1,800 years ago? <laughs> no. I... <laughs> the election of 220 AD. Yeah, man. I. Those were the days, weren't they? They're not coming back. 220. <laughs> 220. <laughs> he's so bad. Yeah, he's... Don't Please. Put, don't put numbers on the screen, man. Go away. He can't do any numbers. Yeah. As we've noted many, many times. Because, you know, this comes out. I'm just going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollars, billion dollars off the (laughs) sidelines. That's so great. It's just stunning. All right. Let's see if we can get through this clip. Oh, man. There's no election in our history Mm -hmm. that we can be more certain of its results. What? (laughs) What? Where do you get off with that? Show me the facts backing that statement up you're trying too hard oh Joe. man <laughs> wow <laughs> you're a little too confident in the 220 election results yeah bro oh, that's for sure all right let me tell you about before we get back into this um let me tell you about preborn uh got at the uh at the big mercury one gala on uh, saturday night got to sit next to the uh the founder and the owner of preborn what a great guy uh, and what a great organization he has founded here. Ministry of Preborn and Blaze Media had partnered together to help rescue 50,000 babies from abortion in 2022. Uh, it's really tough right now for them because a lot of people think, man, the work is done, for one thing, because uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Uh, no, 
That didn't stop anything. In fact, California has ratcheted up and has done way more abortions than they did before. Now, I just saw an estimate that maybe 10,000 babies' lives have been saved since Roe v. Wade, you know, in other states like Texas. But this fight is far from over. So, please, they need your help. Uh, Preborn provides the ultrasound for an expectant mother who's considering abortion. And 80% 80 of the time, once they see that baby in the womb, once they hear the heartbeat, changes their minds. And then when that happens, Preborn then provides all kinds of other help for them. Baby clothes, diapers, car seats, um, counseling if they need it, and a lot more free of charge, and that's where you come in. If you could donate, please dial 250, pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash pat. Gray is unleashed. Wonder what I wonder what percentage of our listeners actually sit there and watch and listen to a Joe Biden speech like this that you know is going to be agonizing going in. No, like they we tweet did. us and they say, "I'll let Thank you." Thank you for this. doing it for us. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. Let you so do we it. don't have to. And I think that's true. I'll bet it's ninety percent that don't watch it. Because I'll tell you what, if I didn't have to, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't put myself through it. Yeah, but we have to do it for this. Um, and sometimes I don't even do it. Then I just let Keith do it, and then we can, you know, play it together in the morning. <laughs> and I can go through it once, but twice, man, is really hard. Really, really hard. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as an American, should you watch that stuff? <laughs> Yeah, or, I guess. Or as someone in charge of your health and your blood pressure, should you not watch that stuff? Well, that's the thing. And you know what he's going to say. And you know he's a liar. And you you know he's a divider. <laughs> and he's going to lie and divide. And that's what he did last night. My gosh, this is the most divisive president in U.S. history. I think this guy yes. is more divisive than Abraham Lincoln. At least Abraham Lincoln wanted to keep the union together. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. My ninety-seven-year-old uh, grandmother, Nana, she said uh, she was with me yesterday, and yesterday afternoon she said, uh, um, "Well, uh, last night, about ten minutes before the speech, she said I think we should watch the Biden speech." And I reminded her that earlier in the day she had told me, "You know, when you know someone's lying to you, I think it's a sin to sit there and listen to him." So I reminded <laughs> her of that. I said, "Well, you just said." Mm-hmm. Anyway, she said that. Uh, well, sometimes I sin. So she. <laughs> She wanted to watch the great. speech. That's great. Speech as an American. 97? Yeah. yeah. Oh, geez. Very, she got her wits about her for sure. No kidding. That's, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, Biden told us why the election season is so important. Okay, here we go. This is good stuff, I've too. said before, yeah. you can't love your country only when you win. <laughs> this is no ordinary year. How profound. So I ask you to think long and hard about the moment we're in. Mm. In a typical year, mm-hmm. we're often not faced with questions of whether the vote we cast will preserve democracy or put us at risk. Mm. But this year we are. Mm-hmm. This year. Mm. This year. I hope you'll make the future of our democracy an important part of your decision to vote oh. and how you vote. I will, believe me. I hope you'll ask a simple question of each candidate you might vote for. Mm-hmm. Will that person accept the legitimate will Hello? of the American people? Remember the people voting the, in this his district clip or right here. Yeah. 
Will that person accept the outcome of the election, win or lose? <laughs> the answer to that question is vital. Is it? Why? In my opinion, it should be decisive. <laughs> and the answer to that question hangs the future uh, of the country we love so much and the fate of the democracy that has made so much possible for us. Yeah, it's not a democracy, stupid. It is not a democracy. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. 37 times. Holy cow. In a 20-minute speech, saying democracy 37 times, that's got to tell you something. That shows how desperately they're trying to uh, sneak that in on you and just make you comfortable with it. Man, I've noticed they've ratcheted up the democracy bullcrap over the last several years. They used to call this a republic. They used to know that, and they still do. But now it's the code, and it's getting you used to it and comfortable with it, and uh, then they'll make the switch. You know who did this in the first place? Lenin. That's who, not John Lennon. Uh, Vlad. Vlad Lennon. Uh, so, uh, what a horrible speech that was last night. Just <laughs> so divisive yeah. and just so many lies. And yeah, he just stands there facing us and just flat out spitting in our faces as American citizens. Agonizing. Mm-hmm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Then we have this uh, article from the Economist. Uh, no, it's uh, or is it World Net Daily? It's from Stephen Moore, and he's talking about whether or not Biden is destroying the nation on purpose. Is it intentional? Well, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed this multiple times. But Stephen Moore says, everywhere I go, people are mystified about President Joe Biden's economic agenda. So few of the policies comport with basic common sense that I'm asked the same question over and over. Is Biden intentionally trying to take a wrecking ball to the economy? Yes. And the answer is yes. (laughs) Yes. No, but that's not what he says, is it? No, he says, is all this part of some diabolical plan, the Great Reset, to end our system of free market capitalism and replace it with some form of big government socialism? Yes. Yes, Stephen. Biden says, Biden keeps saying that he wants to be a historic president who will transition the country into a new worker's paradise where no one uses fossil fuels or electricity or cars and equality is paramount ahead of growth and prosperity. Is he taking us there with no regard for the collateral damage to America? Stephen Moore says, my belief is that no, I don't think this is an intentional nefarious Dr. Evil type plot. Yeah, it is. What do you mean? Of course it is. It's. Uh, I I really appreciate. I like Stephen Moore, and he lays yeah, out uh, he lays out a case in that article of I think seven different ways that <clears throat> it looks like it's intentional. Yet but he, then he somehow concludes draws the conclusion it isn't. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's just naive, you know. And they they think it's conspiratorial if you go there. No, I mean they've proven that they're trying to bring this country down to a level. With the rest of the world, because they can't bring the rest of the world up. They just don't have the power to do that. We've tried. We've tried to show them the way, but you can't force them to do things right. So anyway, here are the seven Biden steps to undermine the economy and the society from within. 
and they're right. I mean, these are good steps, and they're convincing. But then he says, yeah, that's not what it means, though. Anyway, number one, dismantle the nation's energy supply. Boy, he's done that to perfection. We get 70% of our energy from fossil fuels. Biden has declared war on American oil and gas, making us more dependent on our enemies for our basic energy needs. Number two, don't enforce the border. Biden is letting hundreds of thousands of potential criminals, terrorists, welfare recipients, and enemies of the United States into our country through a porous southern border with Mexico. Okay, it's not hundreds of thousands. It's millions. Definitely. Immigration is good, he says, but it must be orderly and regulated. Yeah, and legal. Legal. Number three, devalue the nation's currency through inflation. Inflation is up nearly 9% since Biden came into office. Inflation is a means to erode the value of a currency. (sighs) Number four, destroy the nation's finances by running up the debt by multiple trillions of dollars. No president in modern times has so recklessly pushed our nation into debt as rapidly as Biden through his $4 trillion in spending with red ink. $4 trillion. And then he turns around, looks us in the face, and tells us he's cut spending. He has cut the deficit. Such a lying sack. (laughs) Number five, divide rather than unite the nation. Rich versus poor, black versus white, gay versus straight, rural versus urban. Biden promised unity. Instead... He pits groups against each other. This is the identity politics of the left that's the opposite of E Pluribus Unum. But they're not trying to destroy us. But he's not us. trying to destroy right. us on purpose. <laughs> you know, and the one thing he leaves out here is Republicans versus Democrats, the MAGA, mega MAGA Republicans who are so evil and treacherous. Number six, dumb down and indoctrinate our children with anti American propaganda in the schools and media. And allowing teachers unions and left-wing activists to take over curriculum with anti-American propaganda, it's the opposite of nurturing patriotism and love of country. <laughs> it's making a convincing case here. Yeah, well, and, and remember, Laura Logan was saying how the United Nations, they've got the plan to, to bring in uh, oh, yeah. so many, flood so many immigrants uh, into the United States, yeah. teach them to hate the United States, and you can dilute the, uh, the patriot voice in this country. And number seven, decriminalize a lot. Let criminals onto the street. End bail. Empty the prisons. Let minor crimes go unpunished. Biden's policies favor criminals over victims. It's a scene out of a Batman movie. Are these policies intentional or simply completely misguided? Then he concludes, I don't know. But it, but does it matter? Either way, our country is in grave peril. Uh-huh. He just doesn't want to say it. He, he knows. Say it. Yeah. He knows. Yeah, and he talked he just about... Don't, he, don't, he doesn't want to appear to be a radical. I guess, well, to empty the prisons. Remember that was one of the... There were so many puzzling things from the COVID era. But remember that was an mm-hmm. excuse to empty the prisons because we got to get them out of here or else there's going to be COVID. What? Okay, so prisoners are going to get COVID? If, if they're locked up, yeah, that's the result. I can live with that. Jeez. But no, they emptied the prisons. First chance they got. Yeah. Well, you couldn't go and watch a relative die. Right. That's right. All right. Let me take one minute to tell you about keeps. If the first thing you notice is your balding spots, your receding hairline, whatever. Ugh, just, you know, you're sensitive about it already. And then, 
inevitably somebody's going to say about it, something about the glow coming off your bald spot during the course of the day. It's just if you've had enough of it, please try Keeps. Keeps has clinically proven FDA approved hair treatments available online. So no matter what it is you want to try to do with your hair, prevent the loss of it, stimulate hair growth or just take care of what you have. Your Keeps physician will help you select the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. One of the first things Keith said when he went to Keeps and tried this was uh, how great they are to work with. Oh, yeah. That they customized your plan for you. Yeah, there's one of their uh, medications that I didn't have interest in. And so rather than just send it to me as part of the prepackaged thing... And try to force it on you. Right, right. They saved me some money, Mm -hmm. and I didn't have to buy that. That's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really easy. You don't have to wait in waiting rooms at their doctor's office or no pharmacy visits. It keeps us delivered straight to your door at about half the cost. And if you have questions, uh, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7. It's awesome. So visit Keeps.com slash Pat. Get 50% off your first order. 50% off at Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com. Keeps.com slash Pat. That's Keeps.com slash Pat. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Then, of course, there's the social security hoax that they're trying to pull on us. You talk about big <laughs> lies. There is one after another with these people. Yeah. Jeez. And we can thank the new Twitter for shutting this lie down. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, we'll tell you about that coming up next. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Some tweets here. Ape Lincoln tweets: The only thing missing from Biden's recent speech was the authoritarian regime back backdrop. Boy. Yeah, and they've done that in the past. They made sure to soften the background last night. Yeah, they did. They learned their lesson from that that time a while ago, where they did the. I don't know. Looks like he was standing before the gates of hell. Uh, caffeinated Texan, when I was young and a computer as powerful as an iPhone filled an entire room, we got election results on the night of the election. It's amazing. It is. <laughs> yeah. From John M. Biden is saying that everyone needs to accept what happens in the election this month because they know they have the election rigged. That was the sinking feeling that I had last night. Ugh. Yep. Hope not. Spoon self-defense expert. I remember all the questioning of the Clintons of Clinton's election and Obama's elections. No? No. Huh. <laughs> so it's just 2020 we seem to have an issue with. Huh. Maybe it's because there's obvious reasons to question it, like boarding up windows while counting votes. Yeah, and all this stuff that arrived at three in the morning and you know, suddenly the it he he was up by hundreds of thousands, then they stopped the voting. And then all of a sudden, whoop, no, we found a whole bunch more, and now he's down by 100,000. I mean, come on. Uh, Ken from New Hampshire is asking if you're aware of the election that happened in Brazil. Yeah, we are. Uh, They're rioting in the streets, and it's the exact same thing that happened here and could happen again. Uh, That was from a uh, drive-by caller, Ken. Uh, As Rush would call them. Yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, that's how you you got a Marxist now uh, ascending to the... Presidency in Brazil. 
And, and he's been there before, there by the way. Questions of the election. It's, and the integrity thereof. Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it it's never, honestly, is it ever, when you have a questionable election like this, right? Do you ever get the pro-freedom guy that, that uh, wins in the end? <laughs> no, you don't seem to, no. Huh. No, you really don't. Which huh. is fascinating, isn't it? Sure is, Pat. And ahead of our election... Uh, John Gremlich tweets, percent of registered voters who see violent crime as a very important voting issue this year. Black Democrats, 82%. White Democrats, 33%. Oh, my. That's a disparity. Mm, Isn't it? So black Democrats are more concerned with crime than white Democrats. Yeah, black voters are particularly likely to say violent crime is a very important midterm issue. Uh, they've consistently been more likely than other racial and ethnic groups to express concern about violent crime. Uh, 81% of black Democratic voters say violent crime is very important to their vote this year. Only a third of white Democratic voters say the same thing. And that's Democrats, too. They're just pulling Democrats on this. And then the other thing that's going on right now, right before the election, is that Democrats are all trying to say, hey, there's no violence going on. What are you talking about? about the same it's ever been and they know it's not (laughs) they keep telling you that you don't see what you actually see and you don't feel what you really feel like they know you better than you do yeah and and that claim that they're making uh, i forget how they nuance that but look at the democrat cities the big cities Mm -hmm. the blue cities that's where the crime is spiking through the roof I, again, I forget how they're making that claim. I think maybe, I don't know. I, I, I have just, I well, know. one way is I heard uh, Joe Behar of the Coven yesterday say, They keep trying to make this point that violent crime is way up in New York City. This year alone, it's down 4% mm. from last year. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, it spiked about 600% last year in New York, so it's down 4% from that. It's the same thing Biden's doing with the price of gas. Yes, you're coming down off a record high because of what you've been doing the last two years. That doesn't mean crime is better. It's just less bad than it was last year and only slightly in New York City. It's up everywhere else, virtually. Yeah, the blue cities are definitely rocked by crime. As they've always been, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, and even more so now. Man. (laughs) So if you've been following all of these important... Uh, little tidbits, especially on January 6th in the news. CNN had quite a story yesterday. Just, it's probably going to rock your foundation. Oh, no. If you're not, you know, really settled in your principles, then I'm sure this is going to completely turn your world upside down. Mm. You know the Oath Keepers, right? Right. Yeah, I've heard that they were there on January 6th. They were. Uh Not only that, you know what else? Oh, no. What? After the the Capitol riot, yeah, uh, they went to uh, they went to the Olive Garden and spent over four hundred dollars on food there. So, um, <laughs> CNN thought that was a big deal because they started. I guess they were tweeting and and trying to get people to join them at the Olive Garden uh-huh. after. So they put Alcon. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's that's like a military that's military speak. Yeah, sure is. 
So you know they were planning some all concerned, kind of, yeah. Some kind of military m- maneuver for all concerned. Oh snap! They wanted more breadsticks, and they were willing to take the kitchen by force. It's possible, yeah. At the <laughs> yes, Olive Garden, is. or maybe there weren't enough there, and they were going to go back to the Capitol kitchen and take breadsticks from there. Did I say to stop putting cheese on my salad? I did not. So keep putting it on. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the announcement went out. All con going to eat at Olive Garden. <laughs> that came from Oath Keepers leader, Stuart no. Rhodes. So don't tell me this was some low-level guy oh my. telling people to meet at Olive Garden. Do we <clears throat> know how well they tipped? I don't think we do. I don't think we have that See, I need CNN to <clears throat> do some digging. Yeah, they need to do a little follow-up story. Sure. And they only donated, they only gave 14% as a tip when you know the going rate is 20. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And don't and do not do the subtotal either. Do you know, it after tax. You know what bugs me now is when you just, it's these counter servers, you get your food right at the counter, all they do is take it from the, <laughs> from the cook and hand it to you. And now Every one of them want a tip because <laughs> even when you pay at the register, it, it goes right to the screen. Tip 15, 20, 25 uh, percent. Really? I got to tip them for just handing me my food? Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't even bring it to my table. See, what you got to do is. I hate that. Yeah. Ask them. Say, hey. And this this opens up a, a door to have a conversation mm-hmm. about how, how you should properly vote. But you just say, hey, do you guys have to share tips with the other staff, or do you get to keep yours, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to tip out and uh, share it with everyone. Okay, well, that's socialism, mm-hmm. and it sucks because, you know, uh, right. that chick over there, their coworker, she didn't do anything. Uh, she didn't bring me anything. She didn't serve this table. How do you feel about that, you know? And then you... Anyway, I'm, I'm a loser, and this is what I do. <laughs> but what you do is you, you make it clear. Say, this is not a tip. This is a gift. I'm just giving you this money, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm playing the socialist tip-out game. Screw mm-hmm. that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I am not a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> that comes as a surprise. To I'm a lot not of a lot of fun? I think, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I bet people are stunned right now. <laughs> Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, it's it's an interesting market right now. It's up sometimes, down other times. You, who knows where it is? what's what's happening in your market and where it's going to go but that's why you need a great realtor and that's where real estate agents i trust comes in it's a free service to you and these are just great great agents that glenn and his team have scoped out and uh, want to provide you with so they provide this service for free and these agents will see your selling process or your buying process all the way through from the day you interview them till the day you sign on the bottom line about 5,000 times because that's how many dotted lines you have to sign on when you close on your house. It's quite a process. Anyway, whether you're buying or selling, you're relocating, and you need to do, do both, please check out Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, here's how desperate the Democrats are. Jeez. Uh, the the mother of Bran Sicknick is blaming Carrie Lake for the death of, of her son. 
she tweeted out, "My son is my son died because of people like Carrie Lake." Yeah, yeah watch this. We got the commercial here that, that Katie Hobbs is running. I'm Gladys Sicknick. I'm the mother of Brian Sicknick, the Capitol Police officer who died defending our country on January 6th. Carrie Lake is very dangerous for our country. She saw is what she? happened on January 6th and continues to spread the big lie. And we're going to have mm. more violence because people, they believe whatever she says. It's very dire for oh, really? our democracy, for our country, yeah, with candidates like Carrie Lake. My son died because of people like Carrie Lake. No, that is not true. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry you're grieving. I appreciate the fact that you, you're you hurting. Uh, but that's just not true. That doesn't make it any less okay to say such outrageous falsehoods. <sighs> just, man, that's they're despicable. And they'll use anybody to keep their power. Here's how Carrie Lake responded to the mother. Chris Bickley from CBS News. Hi, Chris. I don't know if you've seen this ad attacking you. That's Wh- the, which one? <laughs> which one? Which one, Chris? The, uh, the, the mother of Brian Signet, the Capitol Police officer that died uh, the day after January 6th. She, in, in an attack ad, is saying that people like you specifically are responsible for her son's death. Good heavens. I'm curious what you think uh, when you hear that. What's her name? The mother of Brian Sicknick? Yeah. I think it's Cindy Sicknick. Cindy, I just want to say to Cindy Sicknick, I'm so sorry about the death of your son. It, it is tragic. I'm a, a mother myself, and that is, uh, it breaks my heart. A, that is a wound when you lose a child, mm-hmm. no matter how old they are, that never heals. And so I don't want to disparage her. She doesn't know me. I wasn't anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th. And I understand that her son died, I think, the following day of a stroke or natural causes. Right. And I, I feel for her, and I, I see the pain in her eyes. And I would never try to disparage or hurt her, because I know when a mother has pain like that, there's no way to heal that. And that's why I feel for these moms and dads who hit me up on the campaign trail, and they grab me. Mm-hmm. And you can spot them from across the room. There is a, a loss in their lives that can never be replaced, and we're mm-hmm. losing thousands of young people. When they tell me they lost a son to fentanyl, when they lost a daughter to fentanyl poisoning. Um, this is why we are pushing so hard to secure that border and stop fentanyl from pouring across. I'm used to attack ads. I've had probably more money spent against me than any candidate in Arizona in attack ads, but the people know me here. They're not believing what they're seeing in the attack ads. I've been in their homes for 27 years. And additionally, besides attack ads, I've had 100% negative lying coverage by the fake news Mm -hmm. of me and my campaign and our people. And so we've withstood that. And we will win. And we're going to do great things for Arizona, despite what you guys say. Wow. What a class act. Has there ever been a classier candidate than Carrie Lake? I I don't know. Somebody who speaks so eloquently, so calmly. Yeah. So confidently, she's awesome. Striking the right tone virtually every time. So good. I mean, uh, yeah, she's good, right? But is she Katie Hobbs? No. See? She's no Katie Hobbs. See? You got me there, Keith. Yeah, yeah. See, you just hit me where I live right that's there. That's your choice, Arizona. You she is not have, Katie Hobbs. You can have the, the confident, mm-hmm. competent, awesome Carrie Lake, or you could have this. <laughs> 
who was on C- CNN yesterday. Your opponent, if you believe your opponent is, you know, has issues in the spreading conspiracy <laughs> theories yeah. about a stolen election and so mm-hmm. on, and it's not being truthful with the, mm-hmm. the people of Arizona, why then not get on the debate stage yeah. mm-hmm. and, and debate her? CNN asking her. You know, not only is Carrie Lake, has she centered her entire platform around this election denialism. Um, I didn't want to give her a bigger stage to do that. But additionally, she has shown that she's not interested in having any kind of substantive conversation. Um, She's only interested in creating a spectacle. Pause it for a second. Can you you believe that? (laughs) I know, man. The unmitigated gall coming out of her her face hole right now. That's incredible. Come on. This is the woman who won't have a conversation with anybody about politics. She said it, and then she ran from the reporter trying to talk to her about it. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's good. It's that good. It's a lot of giblets to, to say this and after what we know about kudos her. Kudos to CNN, because they do yeah. not let this go with her. This is epic. Let's see it. Face with her, wouldn't you be? Wouldn't it be easier to knock it down in front of everyone, in front of the most people? Because you're mm-hmm. not stopping her from spreading yeah. whatever you believe that you know, she is spreading by not debating her. She can go on television. She can talk about it. She can go in front of the the people of Arizona every single day and talk about it. But you're not confronting her on it. And it seems like it would be an easy fix if you uh-huh. stood up on the debate stage and and confronted her about these issues. Yeah. Look, we're six days out from the election, and right. our campaign strategy okay. is our campaign strategy. So we're moving Daddy, forward. I'm continuing to make my case to the voters of Arizona. Her excuse uh, is we're too not, close to the election uh, now. We debated, and this race is not going to decide this election. So, um, you know, I just, we made a decision, didn't want to be a part of her spectacle. Oh and she's not, uh, she she won't answer these tough questions um, to to real reporters. She only talks but, to fake But Secretary, news it's not just her that you won't debate. You also uh-huh. did not debate your Democratic primary opponent, Marco Lopez. Huh. Why? And have you ever... I was, I, have you I ever... I was miles ahead of him. Uh, so? I was miles ahead of him in the race and one handily. It's a totally yeah, different yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's so not debating your opponent case. again. Have you ever debated your opponent <laughs> running for political yes, office? So good. Yes, I have. High school. When? Why do you think it wasn't important for people to see a debate in this election for governor at all? Right. Uh, in the primary, I was focused on the general election. I was miles ahead of my opponent. I won handily. Um, it wasn't an issue. Um, we're six days from the election, oh, and my God, uh, you weren't a month is, ago. This is the decision we made. So, all right. Uh, wow. <laughs> CNN. I I made this decision because this is the decision we made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're okay. six days out, and so right. you can't expect me to have a debate now. No. Uh, right. No. Okay, but answer the question: Why didn't you why debate didn't you, her a month ago? Right. Or two months. Wh- whatever. Wow. I love this. Have you ever wow, debated anyone? Something else. I'd like to know when. Uh-huh. When did you do that? Oh, it was it was debate club in high school. Yeah, I totally that's when I that's <laughs> when I debated. Oh. What, what do you want from me? Wow. Yeah. So you're right running for student council yeah, yeah, or something? Exactly. It was mm. tough. Mm-hmm. It was tough. Because those kids, you know, I'll bet. they were trained at debating as well. But fortunately, your opponent wasn't an election denialist, were they? Because then you wouldn't have right. de- debated them. Right. You got it. See, you got it. All right, good. Part good. of your spectacle. All right, there's much more, including the really strange Paul Pelosi attack. We got to get into that. Coming up.
Pat Gray Unleashed. So great to have you with us. Pretty agonizing between the presidential speech and you know, trying to make sense of what happened to Paul Pelosi in San Francisco. It's a pretty wild week. Yeah. Uh, the Post wrote sort of a timeline on what went on. Uh, they write, the crazed man who allegedly broke into Nancy Pelosi's home and attacked her husband with a hammer planned to kneecap the Speaker of the House. Uh, that's what he told Paul, apparently. David DePappy. Is it DePappy or is it DePape? Uh, I think it's DePap. It's DePap? I, I think I heard his attorney, his attorney uh, said his name, and I, I just think it was just DePap. Yeah. He was uh, slapped with federal charges on Monday for the Friday morning attack in which he broke into Pelosi's uh, San Francisco mansion, fractured the skull of Paul with a hammer. Pap stated that he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. If Nancy were to tell Pop the truth, he'd let her go. And if she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. Huh. Okay. Uh, he was certain Nancy would not have told the truth. The Justice Department charged Pap with attempted kidnapping and assault with intent to retaliate against a federal official by threatening or injuring a family member. Now, these charges could carry a penalty of uh, 50 years in prison. Wow. You know, and I guess he deserves it. That seems like a lot of time to be in prison uh, when you didn't kill somebody, but... I'll say the press has given 11 times more coverage to the attack on the speaker's husband than they did to uh, the guy who was uh, set to kill Justice Kavanaugh. 11 times the 11 coverage? 11 times more coverage on Paul Pelosi than Brett Kavanaugh. Wouldn't mind seeing the comparison either between uh, this incident and the shooting at the baseball practice. Right. By right. the uh, disciple of Bernie Sanders. And it will come as no surprise that 85% of the coverage of Republican candidates for office this cycle has been negative. And 100% <laughs> in the case of Carrie Lake. Yeah. Did you read that stat? No, I know. She wasn't just throwing that out uh, wow. you know, off the top of her head. That was actually a study that was done. And they, they determined it was a 100% negative coverage, even from her former station on Fox. That's amazing. Jeez. Nobody in Arizona is presenting a positive spin on her. That's really something. Mm. But DePap was apparently appa- uh, prepared to detain and injure Speaker Pelosi when he entered the residence. Uh, he had zip ties, tape, a rope, and at least one hammer with him that morning. DePap, uh, in a later interview, officers noted DePap viewed Nancy as the leader of the pack of lies told by the Democrat Party. He also claimed that breaking Nancy's kneecaps would require her to be wheeled into Congress, showing other members there will be consequences to your actions. Wow. Guy's just, he's nuts. Yep. The affidavit described how DePap had broken into the Pelosi residence through a glass door at the rear of the house using a hammer, and then he went upstairs where he encountered Paul, who was fast asleep at the time. Uh, then he apparently said, Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Uh, and and then the you know the 
the sleepy, sleepy Paul Pelosi said she, she's not here, but how can we resolve this? Uh, and then the timeline gets really weird because somehow he got out of bed started, and he left the bedroom because DePap went and got him and then they both returned to the bedroom together. At which point they talked again for a little bit and then Pelosi, Paul Pelosi went into the bathroom. So obviously he said, I got to go to the bathroom. Can I, can I go to the bathroom? To Pappy said, yes. Uh, and that's when he called 911. To Pappy realized he called 911. <laughs> and um, I don't know, somehow in the course of this, I think it happened before uh, Pelosi went into the bathroom. But he also said, look, I'm really tired because I have this backpack that I had to carry here to do all this stuff. And so I'm going to tie you up with these zip ties and then I'm going to take a nap in your bed. But then Pelosi got, you know, really rude about this whole thing and went into the bathroom and called 911. Wait, so Paul Pelosi. Yeah. Rich guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got everything he needs, right? Mm Mm-hmm. He can't offer his bed for a tired, weary traveler? No, that seems kind of rude. I mean, are you a good host or right. a bad host? Right. That's. And I think he's being a bad host here. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, because they walked back together to the bedroom, I guess they forgot about the nap and he didn't tie him up. Instead, they went downstairs. Forgot about the nap? You forgot about it. Oh, okay. So they went downstairs and said a few other things to each other when they hear the knock at the door and they let the police in. At which point, Pelosi goes back to DePap, to David, and they struggle with the hammer, Mm. where they each have one hand on the hammer and uh, David's other hand is on Paul Pelosi's other forearm. Meanwhile, the police say, who had just been let in, are watching this transpire. Is say, hey, you guys, put put down that, put down the hammer. And instead, David DePap pulls it out of Pelosi's hand. Oh no! Hits him in the head with it. So that's what happened. Yeah, it's a very confusing situation. So it sure is. I thought we might actually recreate it here. Oh. Um. Hello, and welcome. To another exciting episode of Political Theater. Today's episode is loosely based on actual events. We join our story as David DePap is about to break in to the Pelosi Mansion in San Francisco. That's a lot of glass. Oh, wow. What in the world? It just keeps knocking it. Somebody's got to hear that. Okay. And then he goes upstairs, right? We heard about that. Okay. He's going up the stairs. (laughs) How many stories are we going up? Well, there's a lot of stairs. It's a a a big house. Sure. Sure. Okay. It's a big sticking house. And... But he's determined. You notice he he doesn't what? rest along the right. way. He's going all the way. Oh, that backpack. I can see why it'd be heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Be tired. Holy cow. Oh my Does he ever get to the top? Are we in the oh. Empire uh, State hell? Building? Where do they live? <laughs> oh, okay. I guess he's there they now. Got but, there. Okay. Oh, yeah, because we can hear Paul snoring. So then David says, 
Hey, Paul, wake up! Paul! Paul! Wake up! Huh? What, 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 what's going on? I'm David, and I'm looking for Nancy, your wife. Where's Nancy? She's not here. This might surprise you, but the Speaker of the House usually conducts her business as Speaker in the nation's capital. Wow. Not San Francisco. Don't get smart with me, pal. <laughs> Don't sass me. I may be crazy, Paul, but I'm not stupid. Okay, well, right. Listen, how can we resolve this, then? What should we do now? Well, I'm really tired, and I had to lug this backpack all the way up here to your house and then up your flight of stairs. What is this, the Empire State Building? (laughs) So I need to take a nap. I'm going to tie you up, and then I'm going to go to bed and get a nap in. Well, no no problem. You're the boss. But, hey, I I really need to go to the bathroom. Sure, in the middle of the night. You know, my prostate ain't what it once was. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I don't want to hear about it. Go ahead, old man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Going into the bathroom. Oh, no. Let's make a call to 911. Mm. Hello? This is Paul Pelosi. Someone named David broke into my house. And he wants Nancy. Send help, please. <laughs> oh, no. What is happening? Oh, there. I don't hear There's any, a knock. I don't hear any tinkling, by the way. I think he lied. Hey, you're not calling the police in there, are you, Paul? Oh, Come out of there right now. Busted. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I, I mean, since I already called them, you know, what do you want to do? We, we could go downstairs and wait for the cops to get here. Uh, okay, do you have any Netflix? Yeah, we we have pretty much everything. <laughs> Really good ice cream, too. Oh, yeah. You ever seen the ice cream Nancy buys? Maybe I could get you a bowl. Oh, no. What's happening? Dude, now the cops are here. I know. I'm going to go let them in. Hey, officers. Thanks for coming. Listen, I'm just going to go back over there to my insane home invader, David, and try to wrestle that hammer from him. Uh, Hey, uh, nice undies, you two. Uh, You guys need to put that hammer down. Uh, Yeah, I'll just take it and... Hey, now, hey, now, whoa. And... and Oh, no. Hit him in the head. Oh, With the hammer. No, that's not nice. Stop, no. Bro. That's what he gets for calling you guys. (laughs) Look what you just did. Now, Mr. Pelosi, the husband of the Speaker of the House, is unconscious and laying in a pool of blood. Uh, We're going to have to take you in now, sir. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay, but just don't shoot me. I hit. You know what? I I think I hit him in the head with the hammer because I was just feeling a little cranky because I I didn't get my nap in. Put, Put some clothes on. Thank you for joining us. On this spine-tingling episode mm. of political theater. And that's how it went down. That's how it all went down. Loosely. Loosely based on the actual event. Huh. Uh, I don't think I'm any closer to understanding it now than I was before no, no. the reenactment, though. Uh, that gap between Paul going and answering the door, yeah, opening it for the cops... Mm-hmm. And then he struggles to get the knife out of 
into Pap's hands. Yeah. Why didn't you just let the police do it? Uh, so that's where if if it ever comes to be that they show us the uh, the body camera I from the it. from I the police, it. yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see that. There's a lot going to be fascinating. Who opened the door? Like you said, that that time gap between the door opening and the actual attack mm-hmm. on the head there, which doesn't make any sense. And I also want to see what the gentlemen were wearing, or or do I? <laughs> Or do, or do you? Uh-huh. <laughs> or do you? You know, they've inter- they've I- interviewed him multiple times, I'm sure, by now. And they, they don't seem... Uh, you would think the guy would say, if there was some nefarious other thing that happened here, where mm-hmm. they how they got together, you know, because there's been some speculation. Oh, has there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe they got together, I don't know, in a different environment. Oh, wow. Not at Pelosi's home. Not familiar was... with this theory. Yeah, aren't you? No, I'm not. No. I, I guess I should read up more. Huh. Huh. Yeah, well, there's a theory they met in a bar. What? Yeah. Is that right? There's a theory, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, hey. You would think if that was true, though, he would have said so, right? And maybe he has, and uh-huh. police just you don't report it. I don't know. think that everything that's being said about this case behind closed doors is being filtered to us? No, it's getting stopped before it gets out. By the way, com- no doubt about completely that. unconnected to this. Who was riding with Paul Pelosi when he got that DUI a couple of months ago? <clears throat> Wasn't there somebody else in the vehicle? Do we know for a fact there was somebody else? I think there was a report of that, right? Uh, and I actually thought of that as well. And then one of your listeners thought about that as well and put it out there on Twitter. There was somebody else in the car. If Jeffy was here, he would be like, yeah, there was some. We got to ask Jeffy tomorrow. I think there was somebody else in that vehicle that we never found out about. Completely unrelated to this, I mean. Of course. I just, I'm saying, of course. I'm just kind of revisiting <laughs> that old ground since we're talking about Paul Pelosi. He's back in the news. I thought, hey, let's yeah. find out who was yeah, in yeah. that car. Okay. Well, is the implication that maybe it was David to Pap? Oh my gosh. <laughs> How did you get there? Or some other guy that he may have picked up somewhere along the way? How did you get there? Super fabulous night out. How are you getting there, sir? Huh. Just, just wild, rampant, you know speculation being tossed out huh it's so wrong to do and yet it feels so so right (laughs) doesn't it (laughs) all right i gotta tell you about uh first liberty's letter this is the easiest thing you could possibly do and it's free you don't have to spend any money you don't have to go anywhere just go online right now sign first liberty's letter on the supreme court coup because they are desperately trying, and you know if, if the Senate doesn't go to the Republicans, they're going to try to do this. They're going to pack the court. They want four more justices. That way, they're all liberals, of course, and they can get liberal rulings on absolutely everything. So we need you to join us. We're gathering a coalition of a million patriots to say no to court packing. And the liberal agenda and this Supreme Court coup, all kinds of great people you know are involved with this, Franklin Graham, uh, former U.S. Attorney General, Ed Meese, Dr. James Dobson, uh, the Family Policy Alliance, the Heritage Foundation, hundreds of thousands of people like you are all on board. Just go and sign your name. Just that easy. Supreme Coup, that's go to uh, supremecoup.com and sign First Liberty's letter. That's supremecoup.com.
This is Pat Bray Unleashed. Uh, welcome. It is uh, great to have you with us today. 888 It's Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Comrade Snoobage tweets uh, about, you know, the refusal to debate Carrie, uh, Katie Hobbs. That's like here in Pennsylvania. Uh, Attorney General has refused to debate Doug Mastriano. We got a Fetterman Oz debate, so there's no excuse for any other candidate to refuse. There needs to be some sort of penalty for candidates who refuse to debate. Yeah, they should lose the election. That's about it. Lose the election. Uh, Fury and Energy. How long does it take to edit the police body cam footage into deep fakes? <laughs> Come on, it's 2022. This should have been done and released by now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the family's already seen the uh, footage. Yeah. Why can't we? Uh, Bad Engineer tweets, so was the incident at the Pelosi house a mostly peaceful home invasion? It really was. Yeah, it really was. Hmm. Now, the cutout uh, of Nancy Pelosi behind you. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's been uh, creeping all day. It's been been... moved around. She's been upside down. She's all over the place. But fortunately, she's at least wearing a mask. Sure. Yeah. So don't... she's not breathing COVID down your neck. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, yeah. I'm doing that for Rex Chapman, a former NBA player who, on his Twitter account, uh, tweeted out that um, uh, that 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 she is absolutely hot. <laughs> what Nancy Pelosi? Yeah. Yeah. Has Rex Chapman gone blind since I, he left yeah, the NBA? It was it was weird. Um, I'm trying to find mm. I'm trying to find the actual tweet here. Uh, let's see. Where is this man? It is. Uh, it's eluding me now. But um, yeah, he just talks about how. Yeah, I love Nancy Pelosi. Full disclosure, like huge crush, huge from way back. Beautiful, yes. But big brain, big big brain, huge confidence, sexy personified. Here oh. she is, sexy oh personified. Yeah. Um, mm. I I'm not getting that vibe from her. You're not getting that vibe from no. her. No, is it just me? It, no, I, it must just be <laughs> you, because uh, uh, must be. Yeah, me. there was a listeners program that uh, tweeted out a, a, a beautiful picture of her as well. Oh, where she's at the beach. Oh, I, I yeah, I saw that. That yeah. was on. Uh, I think that was on Drudge at one point. Oh, was it really? I think it was. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, just hey, yo. What's not no, to love? Thank you. So I thought I thought no, in honor you. of Rex Chapman, in case he's watching. Um, well, I good. Thought I would put yeah. her back there. Yeah, sexy personified Nancy oh. Pelosi think it's a good bet that he is watching right now, too. I'll bet Rex, if he loves Nancy Pelosi, he loves this show. <laughs> Am I right? You're right. Yeah, you yeah. bet. So, you bet. Yeah, we, we need to follow up. We need to find out what happened with that DUI. Because... Because that was another instance right. where he's up at 2 in the morning or whatever, yeah. drinking, mm-hmm. got drunk, mm-hmm. driving around, gets pulled over, and there were reports that somebody was with him. Right. People noticed in the original police dash cam video that or one of the um, one of the videos that they had, you could see that the passenger side airbag was deployed. Oh, and people were like, hey, it has to be somebody sitting. In right. It it's not going to go off unless somebody's there. Yeah. And then somebody else pointed out, yes, um, there was a female standing near the vehicle during the sobriety test and dressed up like she was you know oh going out on the town or something gosh so i don't know I, I i have no idea about those reports that certainly has been squashed <laughs> hasn't it nobody's airing out that fact that there was a woman with him huh. maybe two in the morning mm-hmm. you know dressed like she's going out clubbing and with paul pelosi 
while his wife is out of town. I'm sure there's nothing to that. Sure, it's absolute, totally innocent. She might have been a concerned citizen that just stopped to say, hey, what's up with the blue lights? Can I help off? It is possible, right? We don't know. Yeah. We have no idea. We don't. Or maybe he's just picking up voters to take them to the polling place. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> when does early voting start in California, bro? I, I think in June. Or uh, You know what? Hold on. <laughs> actually, there are several blue states where <clears throat> early voting may actually start in June, and we're just not aware of that. Yes, that's <clears throat> for sure. So you still feeling confident for next week, or do you think that that, that I'm a little speech nervous. from the president last night may have uh, mm. telegraphed? They certainly something. aren't. You know, they seem to be setting things up quite nicely for if anything does happen. Uh, and I guarantee it, if if there's a Republican wave, they're going to claim fraud. They're going to be a, the election deniers because they wait. always are when they lose. But Joe Biden just told mm. me that if I doubt the election results. You're un-American. Yeah. Yeah, but that won't apply when it's them doing it. That's weird. I don't understand yeah. how yeah. that works. Well, it's because it's just because, Keith. It's the power of the D and... Uh, <laughs> Well, we'll see it in action once again. By the way, the Washington Post wants you to know that if you're if you request video of any of the Paul Pelosi stuff, hmm? or you want video of what really happened on January sixth, because they've got something like fourteen thousand hours of yeah. undisclosed video, and everybody says, "Hey, you know, if this was so awful, if this was such a bad insurrection, show it to us. Show us the rest. Right? What else do you have? Let's see it." And they won't. Democracy dies in darkness, I heard from the Washington Post. Yeah, but apparently not now, because uh, if you want to see the video of either of those uh, incidents, that just means you're trying to add to the conspiracy. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. My gosh. Yeah. Well, and then when you won't show them, then it certainly adds to the conspiracy, because you've got something to hide. Hmm. Why would you not prove your point on what David DePap did? Why would you not prove your point on January 6th and how it was so atrocious and it was the day democracy almost died? <sighs> we have our footage still, don't we? Has that been lost oh. or do we still have did our Rob footage? Rob take that footage with him, the uh, the heinous crimes. I don't know. From- Kayla may not know where that is. Yeah. But uh, the January 6th footage from inside the Capitol and it's, and it's truly horrific. You got to kind of pre- t- prepare yourself because it's so disturbing. Yeah, and uh, you might throw up in your mouth a little bit, or you might just flat out vomit profusely. Was it the it's, parading or the milling that got to you the most? I, I think the parading was uh, most disturbing to me. The milling kind of it's kind of underrated, I think, <laughs> when it comes to crimes against humanity. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it shows that they're trying to destroy our democracy. That's what it shows. So, hey, did you see that uh, interest rates are up another uh, three quarters of a point? And uh, Jerome Powell says uh, we may not be done yet. Uh, It's hard to see a soft landing at this point. And Uh look how much it's helped already. So, (laughs) you know, that's going to be sweet. Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us, 888-933-93. Let me take one minute to tell you about Rough Greens. If you haven't given this a try with your dog yet, please do this now. This is such a great opportunity. Uh, And, you know, I think it's really cool that 
Rough Greens doesn't want you to waste money. If your dog doesn't like it, they don't want you to have to, you know, spend some money on it. So that's why they're going to send you a free sample bag for your dog to try out for a few days. See if they love the taste like my dog does. And then uh, you can jump in with both feet. And in the meantime, your dog will have all sorts of vitamins and minerals and probiotics, antioxidants that wouldn't otherwise be there. This is a uh, dog food supplement that dogs go crazy for. And you get your free bag uh, for your dog to try out. All you have to pay is the shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, greens.com, or call 833-783-3364. That gray is unleashed. All right. Uh, Let's see. You know, we mentioned yesterday that Julie Powell died. If you don't know her, she is the person from Julie and Julia, the book and, and the movie. That doesn't help either. Sorry. <laughs> you don't know Julie and Julia. I don't. You've never seen the movie? The movie's no. actually pretty good. No, I don't get out much. She uh, she starts to get kind of obsessed with Julia's Childs, you know? Oh, oh. <laughs> so she decides she's going to try all the recipes in... Um, you know, the book of French cooking or whatever okay. it's called from Julia Childs. That sounds interesting. So she takes a year and makes a different recipe every day. Oh, my goodness. A lot of leftovers, right? I guess. Hmm. I don't know. But some of it uh, looked really, really good. Anyway, she did that big experiment. Uh, and so okay. she That's became a cool quite premise. wealthy. Oh, yeah. And uh, did really well. Hmm. And she wrote another book. And that was about her cheating on her husband and her husband uh, in turn cheating on her. But somehow they they kept it together. Uh, but then on on October twenty sixth, uh, she had cardiac arrest and died. And so yeah, you asked yesterday. I think you just kind of amused uh, out loud. You know, mm-hmm. was she vaccinated? Yes. Okay, because yeah, a lot of people started digging in her old tweets. They did, and they found some telltale signs. <sighs> well, she had tweeted out, and this was on May twenty first. Or no, so, May of twenty twenty one. Oh, it's May 21. Okay. May, uh, so a little over a year ago, year and a half ago. This vaccine has me a little noshy, I guess nauseous, hmm. but totally not up to actually doing something about it. Okay. Okay. So all that's right, what she right, tweeted right. then. And then on December 21st of last year, she tweeted, off to get my booster. Okay. Merry Christmas. Oh, boy. Okay. And then she tweeted September 22nd. So, September 19th of this year. This is September 22nd, but it's September 19th. Well, it's, I mean, it's the European way. See that? Okay. 19 September yeah. 2022. Oh, okay, I see. You're right, right. <laughs> uh, so the other one and I, her husband, I, perhaps? I, I don't know. So the other one and I just got over our COVID. So she got COVID anyway. Right, right. As they almost always do. Mm-hmm. And I asked my doctor about the timing for our next booster. Three months. I wasn't expecting that long a wait. No, the doctor did her a favor and said, hey, uh, I can't give you another shot until December. You need to relax on that. But then she didn't She didn't get to three months. Uh, she mm. dropped out of cardiac arrest. So was she vaccinated? Yes. And boosted? Yes. Okay, well, we also have the tweet, the very last tweet she sent. So she died on October 26th, but we have her October 25th tweet. And she, she tweeted this. So I woke up with something that's literally black, hairy tongue. People, including my doctor, seem to think it's no big deal. 
and will go away soon. But it certainly is gross. Okay. That Sounds was gross. And that was... Uh, last tweet. October 25th. She died on the 26th. Oh, my. Weird. What is that all about? I don't know. <sighs> There's a lot of unexplained deaths in this country, and I guess it's completely normal. You know, you've... I mean... How long have you been hearing about sudden adult death syndrome? Oh, it's got to be a good... Jeez, please. Six, eight weeks. For me, it dates back probably a couple months. couple months, yeah. See, that's about the same ballpark for me. Yeah. Yeah. Can can I just uh, take a moment to uh, share another tweet from uh, Julie Powell that someone dug up uh, from uh, sometime in the summer of 2020? Mm -hmm. Uh, I can really see the argument for slaughtering white people in the streets. It's not going to happen because most people are better than me, uh, but I see the temptation. What? Yeah. So there you go. Uh, there, there's, there's Julie Powell as we go what? down memory lane with her old tweets. Anyway. Ah, that's weird. Wow. But yeah, the, the sads. That's I mean, some weird stuff. Yeah. Sudden adult death syndrome. Total part of our everyday vernacular in America for as long as I can remember. <laughs> you can only remember about six, eight weeks ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's understandable. A, that actually having that long of a memory is too much for Democrats. Uh, do you remember this? Do you remember when Benjamin Netanyahu was the Prime Minister of Israel? I mean, you were going back oh, what, two years, bro. I don't even know. Well, he's back, and this time he's pissed. <laughs> Former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is on the brink of a dramatic comeback after <laughs> partial results showed he was on course to win a majority in Parliament with the far right's help. 90.7% of the votes are in from Tuesday's election. And uh, Netanyahu's block is set to win 65 out of 120 seats. And that's a big deal because if you get the majority, then I guess you win the election. You get the prime minister. So whatever it. party gets the majority, they get to choose the, yeah. so the prime minister. They're expecting Netanyahu to form a government next week. <laughs> uh uh, we keep trying to tell them about this parliamentary system. Um, it's it's not good. But then you think, well, wait, we could get rid of this guy we have uh-huh. under similar under a similar structure. So mm-hmm. maybe I should shut up about it completely. I don't know. <laughs> the guy was agonizing again last night, and he'll continue to be agonizing. But I can't wait <laughs> until they get swept on Tuesday. I hope it happens. Oh, I do. Please let it happen. Uh, be praying for it. We, it's got to happen in order to stave off absolute catastrophe in our nation. I mean, the things he said, uh, and he said it completely wrong, and his reasons for this country ending are completely different than mine, but he is on course to destroy this nation very, very quickly. And we need to have at least some stopgap in there and and winning back the the house and the senate would be that it would at least give us a little time to get to 2024 when we finally get this guy out of there yeah uh all right let's go to gene in michigan hey gene you're on the blaze Hi, good morning morning i'm i'm so excited pat because i'm going to throw a day after the election party so i can mm. you know i'm getting everybody together we're going to watch the view so we can see whippy <laughs> Oh, there's going to be weeping and wailing that day, isn't there? gnashing of teeth. Yes. And, you know, we could give them their highest ratings ever. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Gene. It will be interesting to see. If it does happen, 
I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. But it'll be interesting to see if what is expected to happen happens and then their reaction to it. Are they going to be election deniers? Mm. Mm, I wonder. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Well, Biden told us last night that if you know anybody or anybody who's running who's ever said anything negative about the 2020 election, you just vote the other way. And what he essentially said last night was, hey, look, uh, don't worry about my policies. I know it's all bad, but vote for us anyway. <laughs> That's That was essentially the message. <laughs> yeah, we've done a really crappy job. We're garbage personified. Yeah. But vote for us anyway. Okay. No, we had common ground there for a moment <laughs> when you said that you agreed that you're garbage personified. <laughs> yeah. I was there yeah. with you. Were you? I was huh. there. That's kind of mean, Keith. What do you mean it's mean? Kind of mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, but there I am. There you are. <clears throat> the second largest teachers union boss was slammed after agreeing with the pandemic amnesty plea. American <laughs> Federation of Teachers President Randy Weingarten faced heavy scrutiny after publicizing her support for an article published Monday, which called on its readers to declare amnesty for spreading misinformation during the COVID pandemic. Yeah, that's easy for you when, you, you know, you were telling everybody how evil and wrong and and dangerous they were. And now that you realize you were completely wrong the whole time. Now, okay, let's just forgive and forget. Let's just not even talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, Pandemic Amnesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started with the Atlantic article over the weekend. And that's what the left is is really asking for. Hey, let's just let bygones be bygones. Let's not even think about it. Right. I don't know. I thought it might be uh, interesting uh, to go back and take a look at, at some of the things that they've said and done during the COVID era and that we all suffered through. Um, just to kind of refresh your memory on on what they want amnesty on. And Kiss uh, lead singer Gene Simmons put this together, right? Put Didn't this, he? No, no. He's one of the jerks who hate us. No, Gene Simmons? For oh, we've played this clip before. Kiss? Refresh your memory here. See, this is what we can't forget. Let's All play right. Gene Simmons. About your political be- uh, beliefs, you are not allowed to infect anybody just because you think you've got rights that are delusional, of course. That's you don't right. have the right to That's right. go through a red light. Wow. Actually, the government has the right mm. to tell you to stop. You, mm. you have to put on a seatbelt. <laughs> if they tell you you can't smoke in a building... You can't smoke in the building. And that's not because they want to take away your rights. It's because the rest of us hate it. We don't want to <laughs> smell your smoke. I don't want to catch your disease. I don't want to risk my life just because you want to go through a red light. This whole idea, this delusional, evil idea Good that gosh. you get to do whatever you want and the rest of the world be damned is really terrible. We gotta, Pause it. There's a gotta, big difference between I get to do whatever I want and you not forcing me to inject myself with something I'm unsure of and don't want. Wow. <laughs> that is really disappointing from Gene Simmons. Mm. It's pretty conservative. That's really weird. Huh. And there's more. That you get to do whatever you want and the rest of the world be damned is really uh, terrible. Yeah. We got to we gotta uh, identify those people and bring them out into the uh, open whoa. so oh. you know who they are. Okay. Right. No, wow. your friends are by how much they care about you. Wow, well, I don't care about you. No, that, includes, that. I'm not your that includes COVID. If you're uh, willing to walk uh-huh. among us unvaccinated, yeah, you are an enemy. Whoa. Oh my! Well, wait, we're an enemy, bro. If you love it so much, why don't you marry it? 
And he did, right? He's been vaccinated. He's been boosted. Well, then you should be protected from me and my evil. You shouldn't care what I'm doing. You should not care. You got the vaccine. What are you worried about? People. Yeah, so that's just one example. Uh, hey, how about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Let's let's recall what he said. All right, us. let's do. There is a virus here. It kills people, and the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, mm-hmm. to wear masks, uh-huh. to do social distancing. That's the only washing way. Washing your hands all the time. All the and time. And not just to right. think about, well, my old. freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw Disturbed. your freedom. Uh, screw your freedom. God, man. Mm-hmm. Don't forget what they did to... Um, That's a Republican, though. Yeah. Don't forget it, that. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a big-time Republican. Big time, yeah. How yeah. about what they did to our elderly? Remember how you couldn't go say goodbye to your loved ones as they died <laughs> yep. alone mm-hmm. in a sterile hospital? Do you remember when you had to go up to the window to say hello to your uh, uh, relatives that were in nursing facilities, uh, care facilities, like this uh, old woman here? Could we please play this? I mean, this is she's so happy to see her family at the window... And then she's, Hi. Yeah. Well, come on in. Let's go. Come and visit us. Yeah, go to the door. This is heartbreaking. This is so heartbreaking. And this goes on. And she's asking the nurse in there, mm. open the door. And the nurse doesn't say anything. Really sad. And you eventually see the nurse leave the room, you know, unemotional. Not Because uh, when I experienced this, at least the nurse was up there holding the cell phone up to their ear so that you could talk through the glass. And how ironic that yeah. in her room, the decoration directly behind her is an American flag that says USA. Nothing could be further from what the USA it's stands okay. for, supposedly. This is just so heartbreaking, and it goes on and on. You can kill this, Kayla, because it just... Yeah, but just forget about all so that. Disturbed. Yeah, just amnesty. We need pandemic amnesty. Let's just forget all this stuff. Don't even worry about it. No, you better remember all this stuff mm. because they sure as hell will do it again. And one way you can remember it is by voting on Tuesday night. And we're going to be covering all of those elections. Uh, it is this coming Tuesday Yeah. with huge stakes. Please. I mean, if you've never voted in the past, please stop that streak and vote Make sure, because we talk about this all the time, most important election, most important, most important election. Well, this really is, it really, we really mean it this time. And we can't sit on the sidelines and think, ah, everybody else has got this. I, I, I don't need to go. There's a lot of races that are super close and we need every vote we can possibly get. Hopefully Republicans will be able to win back the Senate. They're certainly going to win back the House. Um, we'll find out about Kathy Hochul. She's in real trouble in, in New York. Gretchen Whitmer is, uh, in a dead heat essentially with Tudor Dixon in Michigan. Tudor Mm. Dixon is a great candidate too. Um, and there's all kinds of things to cover. So get to the blaze.com slash election guide to receive a free copy of blaze media's ultimate guide to the midterms. It's going to be delivered straight to your inbox. Again, that's blazetheblaze.com. Theblaze.com slash election guide. And we'll send you everything you need to know to be ready for the election night on Tuesday. I'll be there. Stu will be there. You know, obviously Glenn and, and others. I'm sure Steve Dace probably. Yeah. Who knows? Coming to town. Yeah. And, and to buttress your point on how important it is to vote and make sure that the people that are in, are in power don't continue with their unlimited power of all the branches of government. Um, up in Quebec, 
they are now imposing a surcharge for those seeking health care um, if you're not vaccinated. I mean, this is what happens when the government controls your health care. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Canada knows. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in other words, Quebec is like the opposite of Alberta, where Alberta is going pro-freedom. Quebec is like, no, no, we're mm-hmm. still going to ostracize. Remember, pandemic amnesty as they continue. to. If you continue to give Democrats this kind of power, don't think that eventually we won't end up in a similar spot where they're requiring vaccination for... We already see what they're requiring it for now. If not this pandemic, they'll do it for the next one. Of course, of course. And if you want to get services from the government, Mm -hmm. oh, then they'll make sure that you're vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And and there's just a lovely montage. I I, I don't know if you want to play this here, but this is who you're voting against. We'll get to that montage in just a second. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, let me recommend that a great snack... (laughs) To be on chewing election, on on election, election night. night snack? Yes. Uh-huh. Kexi cookies. Okay. <laughs> My favorite cookie, maybe of all time, is this chocolate ginger cookie that my wife does at Christmas time. She has made it now for the masses. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. So good. Perfect blend of chocolate and ginger, and it's got, you know, marshmallow like cream inside filling and and Chips. It's like good to chocolate, celebrate white chocolate with chips. or to drown your sorrows with. Either, yes. Either way. And you... I'm very much hoping it's to <laughs> celebrate with. Also, the sweet potato pie, one of our most uh, requested cookies. That's back. And uh, coming around Thanksgiving, she's going to do the pumpkin bread again. And that sold out in like minutes when she offered it last time. So, kexi.com, uh, K-E-K-S-I.com. If you use the promo code, the Jeffy, you'll save 18%. 18. Okay. Uh, yes. So never forget the leaders and their minions in the press who pushed all of this on us. Uh, check this out. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. People who are incubators for every variant to come, walking mm-hmm. around lawfully unvaccinated? That's psychotic. Mm-hmm. For the unvaccinated... You're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. Oh, wow. For yourselves, severe your families, and death. And the okay. hospitals you may soon overwhelm. Oh, man. About this. In a world of threats and tyrants mm-hmm. and terror. Yeah. You know what our biggest enemy is in America? What? Me, 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 me. Our fellow Americans. Yes. Wow. Me, I knew it. Because they are the ones that are propagating this outbreak. Being frustrated Bastards. that there is still a percentage of the population are, who are not vaccinated. Yes. I wish hate that speech. would go further to restrict He's firing the up people of against unvaccinated. Us. Vaccinated person having a heart God. attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... <laughs> <laughs> That's me. And 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. Yeah, they are. If you're willing yeah. to walk oh, among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. Wow. Well, you know, it's my rights. And but, okay. Okay. Uh, I don't care. The pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. Oh, really? Really? Killing people. Wait, what? Killing people. Freedom not to follow the facts. <laughs> Even if your freedom... Kills people? <laughs> what kind of freedom is that? What kind of freedom do they really want? We have oh, an pandemic because of the unvaccinated, and they're solving enormous confusion. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals. 
or overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units. Are we? Leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or oh. pancreatitis or cancer. Yeah, they turned them Shouldn't all away. they have to pay more mm-hmm. into the system okay. yes. because they there you go. are collapsing our Collab- health system. They're right. the ones right. in the ER. They're the ones. Why are vaccination universally? Have the military run it. If you don't want to get vaccinated, Good you God. better be ready to prove your conscientious objector status in court. It's almost like Jeez. it's going to be two Americas. You're damn right. All right, so there you go. They want amnesty. Don't forget. Pandemic amnesty. Those are the cats that are begging you to forget everything they've ever said about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because, you know, you can forgive. You just don't need to forget it because it'll happen again if we forget it. It will happen again. Uh, so don't let it. Remember all the garbage they had to say. And at least it has to be brought up how wrong they were. How much they lied to us. And over and over and over, we're following the science. The science. They were not following any science. They didn't have any science to back up their claims because there wasn't any at the time. They were going in the in the dark. It was the blind leading the blind the whole time. They didn't even so much as know about the efficacy, but they pretended to. They certainly misled us with the 94, 95% efficacy rates of of these uh, vaccines. I'll never forget uh, when Moderna came out and said at the beginning, yeah, it's uh, 94% effective at uh, stopping the spread. And... Then Pfizer came out and said, yeah, ours is 95% effective at stopping the spread. So the next thing we knew, Moderna was claiming, no, no, it's not 94, it's 95% effective. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, so you're both 95% effective at stopping the spread. Then it turned out, no, none of that was true, and it wasn't even close. And they hadn't done any experiments to to get to that number as admitted which they at admit the now European Union just a few weeks ago the Pfizer yep. representatives are like oh, wait sorry we didn't even study it <laughs> I didn't even look into that why would we look into the efficacy of the vaccine <laughs> why would you I don't know because wasn't that the point you were trying to change society mm-hmm. you might want to do some testing first again can you imagine if uh, Doctor Salk said at at the at the beginning of the polio vaccine, yeah, this wasn't supposed to stop polio. What do you mean? I didn't even look at that. <laughs> Wait, well then, why am I taking this sugar cube right now? Well, because maybe down the road you won't wind up in the hospital. No, vaccines are supposed to stop the spread of the virus. And it's not just that your little experiment on humanity didn't work to stop what it was supposed to stop, it's... Actually harmful in some ways. Dear places. God, what is it doing to us now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 We'll never know, probably. They're, they'll keep that information hidden from us for as long I mean, as they <laughs> possibly can. Yeah, right Got there. Overtime coming up, and then we'll finish off the week together. Uh, Jeffy will join us, and we got more on trivia coming up tomorrow. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed.